Austin loves guns. Visit the range at Austin, 52,000 square feet of truly modern Texas fun. Bright, open, and inviting with 7,000 square feet of retail, including new and used guns. Doesn't matter if you're a seasoned pro shooter or are completely new to guns. The range at Austin has something for everyone. It's the perfect place to grab some friends, do the Texas thing, and shoot a machine gun, take a private lesson, or grab a membership. The range at Austin is located off 35, 10 minutes south of downtown, open to all seven days a week. Visit the range austin.com to do the texas thing and book a package buy a membership or learn more it is not sabotage it is three guys on sports 1027 espn radio nick noah and sawyer with you on a fake monday yep. that's right it's tuesday and i think we're gonna do what everybody in sports media is doing the last couple of days we're gonna try to fix the all-star game for the nba guys oh, all right cancel it there you, all right we did it mission accomplished uh, I came in this morning. Tell and you guys, the players of the losing team we're going to kill their families if they don't try. Yeah, that seems a little bit extreme. Well, <laughs> I'm tired of. I'm. T- I have a lot of issues. Can we just physically game. maim them? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Okay, uh, we will get to that. Uh, also, <laughs> you know what? Eighty game season now. How do y'all feel about that? Adding games, yeah, adding games for the leg. Yeah, yeah. Y'all don't want to yeah. try. How about this? <laughs> so <laughs> you you will sit here at this table until you eat all of yeah, your vegetables. Yeah, your carrots are trying in the All Star game. Uh, it's a bold strategy. I don't know if it's going to work with this day and age in the NBA. Uh, also, I came in here this morning, and Sawyer and Noah are just jibber-jabbing all about the NHL. Mm-hmm. I, it's I, a better I, league. Than the NBA? Yeah. Yeah, at this point. At oh, this point, man. yeah. Oh, this is some no, is. At least the scoring is fun when it's high. Right. Well, at least the guys defense. try every yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, that too. Oh, should There's be no, uh, they play 82 games as well, and they don't take games off. They don't. Load management, not yeah, a thing. Not a thing. Not I mean, they'll take thing. game out games off for injuries in the hockey. No. So, yeah. They'll nope. play a whole playoffs and then tell you that they have broken legs. Yep. There you go. All right. Uh, and, uh, of course, it is a movie Monday. Oh, that's Tuesday. Right. I, I, just, I just did the air quotes. Yeah. Our first one, and we're going to do it on a Tuesday. I like that. Yes. Uh, we all watched The Longest Yard. We did. 1974. What would you guys think of Adam Sandler? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, he still oh. looks great for 74. <laughs> you, guys, you guys watched the Burt Reynolds one, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, I was going somewhere, but I've already been derailed three or four times. Oh, it's sabotage. Speaking of that, yeah, apologies if you've been listening to the airwaves. I came in here, and the board that controls how loud the radio is is just at like 50% volume. So yeah, I yeah, I had was... to come over and turn it down. It was loud. Well, that, that's, too, that's too quiet. That, that's not how you do that. That's mm. how people hear it out in the radio. That there's a little knob here. Oh. That's the one. Here, ask, ask Isaac if you guys got it. Oh. When we came in yeah. here, we were having just to yell at each other. Yeah, that's yeah, fair enough. Like that. I mean, it was probably... Like pro- okay, that makes me good because I was worried yeah, that, so that was going to Jeff and A on Friday. No. Nope, you're good. That okay. happened for... No. Yeah, about... How are we going to know But everybody in the 101X station knew it was happening in sports okay. all day. Don't worry. <laughs> good, 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 good. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you how to do that. That's That's... Okay. All right. Good. Little board uh, uh, mm. operation there. Yeah. Give, give us the ropes. It's, it's literally the only reason I have this job. I think is because I know how to run this yeah, thing. That's fine. Enjoy, yeah. Fair enough. That's fair. Um, okay. Good. <laughs> Glad the reading. Uh, if you missed it, listeners, that was a reader's poll. Okay. Just that's the key. Ah, yes. Uh, thank yes. You, thank you. Yes. yes. And you are listening to one zero two seven ESPN Austin. Yeah. That, that, that was a reader's poll. Okay. Uh, all right then. Enough jibber jabbering. Let's get into this NBA All Star Game. Mm. Trash. With our first segment. Trash. 
you guys watch any of it? Half of it. The highlight okay. whole thing. It was now, trash. You know, for me, my weekend started immediately after the microphones turned off at 1 o'clock on yeah. Friday. Sure. And I had, here, I, had, I had some uh, penis in, uh, albino penis envy mushrooms. Yeah, how'd that go? There you go. Some albino God, penis. I, I touched God. There you go. Very good. <laughs> I, I didn't I, say I did. anything about a naked man streaking down 35, so no, I, no, no, I no. felt <laughs> safe to know you're okay. No, it'd, it'd be 183, but um, mm. yeah, just straight up to XTC is down there. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, that was really good. So, yeah, anyway, the point is that as I started doing uh, what I call, uh, eventually coined my mental health uh, retreat weekend mm-hmm. using some yeah. psychedelic mushroom It was therapy. more of a presence day than a president's presence day. day. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, so I, I was, it was somewhere in the middle of that first... I took five grams of mushrooms. Is that a lot? Yeah, that's a decent pretty, amount. That's, there, that's, that's a good amount. I thought it was weird you were wearing a kimono today. <laughs> Uh, no shoes. I thought too it was odd. weird. You were a lizard. I, yeah. I was like, okay, fine. He's finally revealing his true colors there. Uh, no. So anyway, at Friday, uh, it was somewhere in the middle of that first dosage uh, that I was like, oh yeah, the Rising Stars Challenge game is going on. Mm. I, oh yeah, I, I totally, I totally missed that one. Uh, I did see some of the. I, I watched the recap of the dunk contest. Um, Mac McClung, good for him. Yeah, yeah, he deserved it. But white men can jump. Yes, they can. Yeah, yeah. and and they can't film Jalen Brown doing his dunk. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. Uh, then terrible. Steph and Sabrina, that was the, apparently yeah. the highlight of the weekend. I Pretty think, much, it people. seems like it. Yeah, she would have been in the finals with the score she had Kenny of the, the actual three-point yeah. uh, contest. Kenny the Jet Smith insisted that she shoot from the women's line instead, even <laughs> though she dropped like 27. Hey, Kenny, yeah. how about you get up there and play? Yeah, Kenny, her? see those legs bend. Yeah. I understand his point. Ah, uh, slightly She wanted to bit. do it. I mean, and I understand the counterpoints. So she has the smaller ball, so she plays behind yeah, the line, it's, it's equalized. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look. They're two people at the top of their game, and she didn't get one is out. the best ever at yes, shooting at shooting a ball. Correct, S- Sabrina. No, no, Steph. Steph Curry. Steph no. Curry is the greatest shooter in the Sabrina NBA. Sabrina has the better the average, right? right? Probably. Isn't her shooting average the best? But team? if we're then now we're talking from yeah. the men's line. Okay. Yeah, and then production wise, she's shot thousands more. So yeah, I mean, look, they should both shoot from like half court shots. If you really that's want what to we're going to do when Damian Lillard Clark the whole gets game. up there. Exactly. Shoot from the logo. That's what I say. Uh, no, I thought that was a good proof of concept. I'm interested to see. The, the one thing that bothers me about all these things is that like, by the time we get to the one that matters, I don't know how many rounds they did, mm. but you're not fresh. Yeah. And that, anyway. But no, for, I, I thought... For, for the, the three uh, Sabrina, point? they just did one round around, right? Okay, did they? Yeah, yeah I thought it was just one round. Uh, I thought they mentioned something. Because there's anyway. no, yeah. Okay, well then I take it back. It was a perfectly executed event, and I can't wait to add it and, and expand it out and get more guys, more ladies <laughs> in there. Like you mentioned, Caitlin Clark, when she gets into the WBA, she yeah, do it from half. Um, and then the actual All Star game that everybody <sighs> just is like, <sighs> yeah, it sucks when the most exciting thing about your weekend is the court until the actual All Star game. How did, did you guys work. like the court? Yeah, the court, was the, cool. court. the court was cool. Court was cool. The lines were on the court; they were not painted on top of the glass. They were like they, no, they yeah, changed the, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Thought, yeah, yeah, but they didn't use that. I don't think they used the light up court for the actual All Star game. I think it was right. No, they court. didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I actually liked how the uniforms and the, the actual court was normal. It felt kind of like an actual, you know, there's a lot, yeah, of, a lot going on. West. It gets, gets a little too cute. Uh, the team for the West, just the picture is like, they have an awesome, I like how it went back to the West East format. I do like yes. that at least. And then that West team specifically was just like all Hall of Famers. Like the whole picture could have been, mm-hmm. just been future Hall yeah. of Famers. So that was cool to see, but you know, it's just, I mean, nobody wants to get hurt. Do you blame them really? I mean, this is their vacation time off of hooping. 
And it's like, yeah, they're just chucking up threes, man. And you got, you know, I, I, it's just, well, I, had, I, I had to switch it after about a half of it. I couldn't watch the second half. Yeah. I just wasn't entertained. I also wasn't going to stay up for that. It is the most, I mean, J.J. Redick had the best take on All-Star Weekend. Hey, if you say the game starts at 7, how about you start the game at 7? Right. Oh, Tipped I mean, off at 7.42. Yes, it did. 7.42. <laughs> Might as well have been 8. Yeah. That's a lot. That is That is a crazy amount there. Uh, here, first of all, here is Adam Silver congratulating the East with as much enthusiasm as everybody else could muster. And to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Ugh. Well? <laughs> it uh, sucks because Silver has done so many good things for the league, it feels like. Yeah. And it, they just can't fix this. No. Well, here's my question. Is, is it... Not that is it fixable. I mean, I think the answer is is probably no, unless you get them to care about it. But yeah, you, I, do we do we need do we need this? Like, I don't remember a time where like, yeah, I'll fix every it. time that I, I remember like an all star game in any sports league mattering is when something stupid happens. Like mostly the baseball tie game. Yeah, that that year. But other than that, like like, but when, even when, the MLB all star game used to matter. Yep, used to. Sure, get home well, and away. Okay, what's your favorite MLB all star game memory? Uh, where somebody <laughs> did something. That's a good point. I, I don't mean, watch Goosing Cal Ripken that pitch that one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, and this goes back to people that are, you know, shout out to Bob Ryan, who this was his Super Bowl of just tweeting hatred <laughs> on about the, the All Star game. Like, I don't remember a time that it mattered. The slam dunk contest, yes. The All Star game, matter. you got to go back into like when they're like when the shorts were shorter than they are than the five inch inseam. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. go back way long in time. And I think mostly with the All Star games, it's. It goes back to a time when you didn't see every game. You didn't see every yeah, highlight. Yeah, and you get so, to see all the players. Sure. Being That's able right. to see, yeah, yeah, all the players yeah, who yeah. weren't on one of the three channels. Right. And so I think that there's a little bit of, um, it's not like, I guess, nostalgia. Uh, I don't know if it's just old people thinking that everything is better back in the day, which mm. you can go back to the 1920s and find newspaper articles about people complaining about the kids these days and their music, and that's like the 20s, okay? There's reviews of The Wizard of Oz complaining that that's a reboot. Okay, so we've been doing all these complaints mm. for almost 100 years now. Yeah, right. Of all these things. I, I, and so I think it just goes back to like when, when the All-Star game, like all the cool things, the dunk contest, a lot of people right now complaining about it. You were kids when you remember Michael Jordan. It is for children. And so you're looking at that through that spectrum of childhood. Yeah. And then you're also... No everybody, one can everybody's go just, home. Yeah, everybody's just mad at the players these days because they don't want to do it unless they're getting paid. So I, I think we're like what we're looking for does not actually exist. Yeah, just look at the uh, the end season tournament as the All Star game at this point. If you want to see guys try in the middle of the year, yep. Well, That's really, I, it. I, I I was listening to some stuff uh, this morning and they were like, just put like twelve million dollars. In a net up at the top, up above the court, and just drop it on the winning team, and like that's everybody gets a million dollars, and we can go, we can do an entire show on on whether we should pay these guys, all that, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I'm always, I'm always gonna be pro worker, even when they're million, when they're uh, what was it like the just the starters of the All Stars were making over three hundred million dollars, <sighs> I believe. On yeah, the that East, checks out. Something I mean, like that. I, yeah, I mean, Jalen Brown wouldn't even Jalen Brown not make the All Star game, and he has one of the largest contracts in the NBA currently. Yeah, at around so, that uh, number. I, I get all of that. If these guys are being paid fifty million dollars a year, and they they a lot half of them don't deserve it. It's just because we have the the max <laughs> well, see, contracts. The NHL at least figured it out. I mean, they found a way to keep it competitive without like 
killing each other, and they do it in three-on-three. Three. And then their all-star skills competition, you, the players make money for winning yeah, each competition. Right. Connor McDavid netted himself an extra million dollars on the year, yeah. which doesn't sound like a lot of money for an NBA player, but in the NHL, when you're looking at the top cash. contract being $12 million a year, it's a lot of money. Yep. Well, yeah. look, also, I mean, if you just drop anybody a million dollars and you're just like, okay, I don't know what the taxes breakdown of that would be. but let's I don't say think these guys are worried about taxes. Well, but I'm saying like that's that's a huge chunk of money just to ha- have suddenly appear in your checking account, mm-hmm. and we all know how famously some of these NBA players cannot uh, be the best at financial yeah, planning. Yeah, the A doesn't stand for accounting. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, you know a- anybody can use that, and if and if you are you know smart, you might say, hey, well, I'm all right, I love saving, so I'm going to save another it half mil. Also, soft that there was not a single NBA game yesterday. That's so soft. S A W F T soft. Are you kidding me? Y'all didn't do anything all weekend, and you can't give us two games. Mm. Uh, look, NHL, right back to business. That's why we're talking about hockey before all this. Right. Better league. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I'm with you. Like that. That's that is one of the problems of the NBA is the perception that the players are soft and everything. Now, I, w- I was thinking about this mostly in in the whole not playing defense thing. They um, already don't play defense in the regular season. They have zero defense in the regular season. But the is, stars is, that we see out there. Is there a case? That it's too hard to play defense in the modern NBA. Like this is not like because w- you have to. You can't do the whole Jordan oh, rules where you just go out there and just mug people, and that's how you play. Uh, but you can't touch I've got an anybody idea. now. It's it's the yeah. it's just the opposite. So I see your point for sure. Like, like, I got to, a genius to not, idea. To not get a foul for playing defense to be honest with somebody. Two players to fix the All Star game. The West gets Dylan Brooks. The East gets Pat Bev. Mm. Just let him go. Yep. <laughs> just let him go. A dog off the leash. Just yep. going nuts. Ooh, the junkyard dog. Pat Bev. That's a fun, like, uh, skill Just a challenge. dude that should not be there trying so hard. Yes. Oh, I mean, Matt McClung, just let him play in the game. Ugh. <laughs> also, G-Leaguer's got to stop doing the uh, slam dunk contest. Yeah, but he's the only one who actually did anything. I guess uh, Toppin got kind of screwed, but he's the only one who was doing any, like, actual uh-huh. noteworthy Ooh, dunks. let go of the ball and he grabbed it again. Look, I'm going to yeah. tell you this right now. If you're going to jump over Shaq, have him stand to his full height. Yeah, don't Enough of yeah. slouching, spraying your legs out. Uh, like, yeah, we also don't have a problem with yeah, some good old tea baggage on TNT. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, so what about Jalen Brown's dunk over that Kaya Kent or whatever that kid's yeah. name was, who's legit 5'3", who's sitting in a chair? Mm-hmm. Like, let's well, not he, have he also somebody I could jump over. I heard, enough, there. I heard a take of uh, start raising the rim yeah. every round. Just make it taller. Who cares what the cool dunk is? Who can dunk the highest? Give them trampolines. There you go. Yeah, and have a slam ball guy out there playing defense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Put a clown on a windmill in front of the goal and just have yeah, dude. National Bums Association. I'll be back <laughs> on board in two days. All right. Uh, well, uh, I'm interested to know if your hatred for the NBA has overpowered your your back off the bandwagon for CJ Stroud. No, I'm back on. Thirty yeah, points back, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're back After he won that, uh, well, it was complicated. You know, he uh, he wins the MVP of the Cactus Jack Celebrity Softball Game, and then he takes Amber Rose home for Whoa. him. It's like, what are you doing, buddy? Stay away. All right. We will get back to the NBA All-Star Game. If you guys have reasons, uh, if you guys just want to crap all over it, 834-1027. That's the one. Fun there to call or text. Thank you. Uh, feel free to do that. If you have suggestions, feel free. Uh, if you are like Sawyer and Noah and just want to talk hockey, I'm all about it, man. I'll, I'll go wherever Ooh. you guys want to go in this lazy river here. Uh, but when we come back, let's do it. Movie Monday on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. The Longest Yard. Crazy movie. And let Sawyer run this show. He's got thoughts. I've got opinions. And I had a legitimate revelation 
that I realized about another football movie. We'll get into all that when we return. Three guys on sports. Stick around. All right, we are back. Three guys on sports, 1027 ESPN Radio. As The Voice mentions, you guys can always chime in. 834-1027. That's the phone number to call or text into the show. Feel free to do so. Uh, and I think this one's going to get some people up on the text machine here because we're going to do our movie Monday, a new thing that we're going to be doing now that there's, uh, sadly, no football. Although there is uh, some football news, guys. Maybe we'll get into that mm. soon. Do care okay, next okay. segment? Uh, big news about the college football playoff format. Uh, but yeah, we're all going to just watch a movie. Yeah, that's the thing. A sports movie. And uh, we're going to talk about it. And it's, it's all, this is Sawyer's baby. So I'm going to let you uh, sit here and set this up. What's your... What you want to do, how you want to uh, do this thing, um, but go ahead. Yeah, so I figured uh, we would just start kind of quick over you. With the first one we did was uh, the original 1974, The Longest Yard, starring Burt Reynolds, Big Ed Lautner, and uh, James Hampton. Uh, I've gotten some categories for us to discuss okay. throughout. Uh, obviously, all sports. Here, first of all, uh, have you guys seen this movie before? Because I have. I, not. I, yes. have okay. I, have not. I saw it a long time ago. Uh, the uh, the first longest yard I saw was the Sandler one, and I think that was like two thousand six, yeah. two thousand five. Yeah. And as soon as I watched that, my dad took me home and he goes, "You got to watch the one I grew up on." Okay. And so he showed me this. <laughs> uh, definitely a great movie for a six year old. Uh, wait, I went six in two thousand six, nine, whatever. Same difference. Um. But I've got some categories for Six, us to break nine, it down. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? I couldn't count. I went to public school, but uh, obviously <laughs> we'll uh, we'll name our MVP of the movie, the uh, best best role in the movie, mm-hmm. our sixth man of the movie, um, whoever like least scream time, but really stole the show every time they were there. Uh, Sports Center top ten moment, okay. uh, a very rewatchable scene. Okay, uh, the stadium jam, of course, is going to be the best needle drop of the movie. Um, surprisingly, not a lot to choose from in this no. one. Yeah. Not a yeah. lot. Really, only one. And then uh, I had the uh, the coach's challenge, something that uh, is just like a nitpick that you noticed okay. in the movie that really bothered you. I'm okay. used to nitpicking good movies. So yeah. That's my, that's my comfort. So the uh, 1974 Longest Yard, a sadistic warden asks former pro quarterback now serving time in his uh, prison to put together a team of inmates to take on and get pummeled by the guards. Mm. Uh, fellas, what y'all think about that? Y'all have seen the Sandler one, right? Seen the Sandler one, yes. Yeah. I actually had not seen the Sandler what? one. I tried to oh, avoid really? Adam Sandler movies past really? a certain stage. I think Grandma's Boy, which he was like, even like, I'm not even going to be in this one. I was no, like, yeah, it's right. just a, uh, what's it called? Happy Madison. Depends on when Click is. Mm-hmm. Click is a good movie. Oh, four. Uh, yeah, some some around there, though. Some of his, you know, obviously Uncut Gems. Anyway, uh, but I did go after watching... Uh, the Longest Yard, this one, I, I, I would watch the other one, the remake, mm-hmm. right after it. So I got it back to back. Double feature. Yeah. It's almost I mean, the exact same movie. It's crazy how the like, dialogue. They're not, they're not even trying. They're not even trying. It's just, I mean, yeah. it just shows how good of a movie they put together back then. Um, it, first, it is, for, for the, the OG Longest Yard, it is legit a good movie. Yeah. I was I was impressed by that. That it, Now, I, I love how it first starts out with just... Burt Reynolds slapping a woman around. That's what I wrote. Huh. Very 1970s yeah. opening like, movie. Oh, like, wow, yeah, Burt Reynolds hits a woman. Preparing me exactly for what this movie's going to be. Yeah. And it, it was it was crazy because later on, they have uh, cheerleaders at the big game. Yeah, mm. the food song is the one. If I'm not mistaken, those men. are men. men. Yeah. And I thought, how <laughs> is it more progressive in the 70s showing uh, trans cheerleaders or whatever cross-dressing then in the Adam Sandler one, where you uh-huh. have this reaction shot of the crowd, he's like, "What is going on?" With yeah. Trace? Like, like in the, in the seventies one, there's like, "Yeah, okay, fine." So, what? Do, who, where are we gonna get the cheerleaders? I from? like that I in the Sandler one, they made them actual characters too throughout. Like yeah. in yeah, the yeah. in the Burt Reynolds one, they just show up. Yeah, <laughs> and they're they're in the stands. But uh, I would say that the opening of the movie also had the best needle drop when uh, we get the Burt Reynolds car chase. Yes. 
which is a great car chase, too. I mean, yeah. what, what, probably one of my favorite scenes of the movie. And uh, it's uh, Leonard Skinner's Mr. Saturday Night. Yeah. I mean, it's so fitting. He's having a hell of a time. He's hammered into Maserati, just leading these cops. The uh, the bridge trope where he gets him caught on the other yeah. end. Uh, and then he gets caught in a bar. So I'd say that, uh, I guess on this one, since it's a remake, we could compare and contrast some. Uh, I enjoyed him going to prison more in the original than uh, the Sandler one. The Sandler mm. one is just like a wreck, and they catch him. Yeah. Like in this one, he gets away, and then they find him, and he gives him a hard time in the bar. Uh, big difference is, I believe, uh, this one takes place in Florida, to Florida prison, as opposed to the Sandler one is yeah. in uh, Texas. Uh, any other- Allendale. Allendale. Shout out to Allendale. Any other characters stand out to y'all? Uh, for well, like I mean, a for, six for man? MVP, I'm going to go obviously Paul Carew. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Yes. Which is, looks so weird without a mustache. That's my biggest takeaway, too, is they <laughs> shave it off in the very beginning. The first note I wrote down was Burt Reynolds looks weird without his mustache, mm-hmm. which this was like his third movie. Now he had really? done some TV okay. stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was it was he he broke out with Deliverance, and then they had um, now I can't think about top of my head some other movie, mm-hmm. and then this was the third one where this is when he was like, okay, this is Burt Reynolds movie star, and he shaves the mustache. Interesting. Okay, uh, so was, yeah, he looks weird without the mustache, almost like unrecognizable, a different person. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like even more so than Tom Selleck and in Inside Out. Like it's just I was like, man, that could have been a career killer for you, but also just Burt Reynolds, good looking dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I need, yeah. Breaking news. This just ends. Spoiler alert. But yeah, good looking dude. Uh huh. Holds <laughs> up. I love that he reprised the roach uh, or role of the coach in, in the, the Sandler in the, in one. The, he comes yeah, back around. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's very uh, good. Looked just as good in pads in that one as he did in, in, in the original <laughs> one. So yeah, uh, he's my MVP for six man. I was torn, and I guess we can quibble about definitions because I wrote down Ed Lauder, who played uh, Captain Captain Knauer. Yeah, yeah, I thought he did yeah. a really good job of of. of you know, making you hate him, uh-huh. and then also at the end, he's got a little bit of a you know, it turns he, face kind of the grudging respect of a guy who also you know, two athletes on the field and everything yeah. is a, a trope in sports movies. Uh, if you're taking me just like a guy who stole the show, like a like a, a, a like a tertiary character, uh-huh. it's um, Samson, Samson. who's now uh, Richard Co- Richard yeah Keel Keel that's who I wrote who down. was Jaws and uh-huh. also Adam Sandler's former boss right. and Happy Gilmore with the so nail like, on the head yeah. yeah yeah seeing him there I was like whoa and also just like dude had a great voice yeah he did. yeah that's the whole Silky thing smooth is I grew up on uh, seeing him in James Bond movies yes. as Jaws yeah and he never talked in any of those movies so like the first time I remember seeing uh, Happy Gilmore or this movie and he talks but like. What a like imposing figure. It's hard to, you know, not not give him that credit as a six man. It's like every time he's on there, he's so big, he steals the scene, yeah. literally. I mean, and the way they did they take the lines from the uh original and then put them into the new one with the uh, the broken nose scene, of right. course, he is great. My nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> they really kind of turned him into two characters in the later one, it seemed like. And then of course uh, the scene when they uh the, the half of the movie is the football game. Yes. When you get down to it, I realized that because I was having to watch it in increments due to the Daytona five hundred. Yeah, of a two-hour so movie. Forty-seven is the football game. Like the football, uh, while it does, I think this was the first film where the receivers lined up and didn't take a three-point stance. Yeah. Really? Just to set like, like the <laughs> okay. first time you, like yeah, like that's how old this football is. 
Uh, so it's it's kind of primitive proto football. Yeah, yeah they're running the wishbone. A lot of a lot of bootlegs. Yeah, a lot of bootlegs. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. 1970s football. Is what Three I yards was in fun. a cloud of dust. Yes. Um, but I thought that it was still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it held And and the, the, there's um, now I can't think of the top of my head. I think Ray Nitschke and who's the other? There's a but there's a, several actual professional football players. The one right, place play. I can't think of his name, but sorry, apologies. Old Conrad, Nate yeah. Scarborough. Purvis Atkins, uh, actual football player that played uh, Mawabe on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down in that scene, first play for the cons, Burt Reynolds drops an absolute dime. Yes. <laughs> like like Seed. 60 yards Seed. down the line. <laughs> Incredible throw. Yeah. Um, so I'd say uh, I'd have to still put the recruiting scene when they go around and they're getting all the info okay. on like the most criminal players. That, that is my, what you call it, star, the sports center star, top, top 10? Yeah. That, that's mine, because I, I love a good, A, I love a good montage in sports, yeah. whether it's training or recruiting, but just, especially in football movies, where you just, like, they go around just have to pick up all these these freak show dudes. Uh-huh. One guy is just sitting there. He's super into 80. karate. Yeah, that guy was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the was it uh, Sonny? I think is the player who's just in there throwing the eighty the pound hailbills. Yeah. yeah, so I, I was a sucker for that. That was good for me. Did you have a different one, Noah? Or? No, no, I like all those. Yeah, uh, the caretaker. Obviously, he was a big deal for that for the recruiting. I just thought of him with that, and then obviously what happened to him. If you had to pick between Chris Rock and um, James Hampton. James Hampton in this yeah. one, oh, the rich OG caretaker. The OG caretaker yeah. is for some reason. I love Chris Rock too, but. I just enjoyed Hampton so much more in this for some reason, and I thought I thought they did a great job with the caretaker. It just fit well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy I'm, Granville, can't forget him getting smoked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's in the hospital. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. And then Pop as well. I'm just looking at some of these guys. There's a lot of good characters in this. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite things was when Nate Scarborough was talking to uh, Paul Crew. About and they're talking about actually winning the game, or whatever. And he talks about his balls, and I was like, "That's really poignant." But you spent 14 years in this tank, and you begin to understand that you've only got two things left: they can't sweat out of you or beat out of you, your balls. You better hang on to them because they're about the only thing you're going to have when you get out of here. Damn. And that, that's we can, we can get into official nitpicks here uh, when we return. Because we to take a quick, quick commercial break. Actually, we probably don't, but whatever. I'm going to take it anyway. Um, it's like I said, a good movie, legitimate, like good acting in it and everything. Like it deserves all the hype. But like, I would like a, a kind of super serious, almost Oscar Beatty remake. Okay. Where you really play into the whole prisoners and how they these get guys treated and everything, and, yeah. and and seeing these guys who are treated like crap discover through football that you know, oh, this is what it's like to be a, a human being again. Right. I think there's Cheered a lot on. of meat on that bone other than just like, hey, instead of a guy breaking his neck, he craps his pants mm. that the Adam Sandler types mm. likes to go to. So um, I was a little bit disappointed, but like also for like the 70s, I think that they, they did a legit, you know, trying to make this a serious kind of stick with you type tale. Uh, we can return with some more nitpicks, nitpicks on the longest yard. When we return, we'll get Noah's and Sawyer's. And I, and again, I've got, I had a realization about another football movie that I like. I don't think anybody's ever thought of this. Ooh. I think I'm the first person. And again, maybe this was mushrooms. <laughs> maybe this is a smart idea. You've seen was, the world differently. I will tell you which movie is basically just a, a longest yard ripoff. When we return, three guys on sports, stick around. Three guys on sports, Nick, Noah, Sawyer, and you as well. And uh, there is some um, legit football news. About the college football playoff format. Uh, also, um, an update on Justin Fields. 
Guys, have you seen what's going on with Justin Fields' Instagram account? <laughs> oh, yeah. Following, unfollowing. What does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, we can get into that, but I do I do want to push back. Those are both some good do you cares, but I want to push it back a little bit, continue discussing the longest jar, which we all watch is there. Our first inaugural three guys on sports movie Monday on a Tuesday. Uh and we, yeah, we're up to our nitpicks. Yeah. Which I I've mm. got I've got one nitpick, one nitpick about a different movie. Uh which here, I'm I'm just, I'll I'll do this right now. Uh I was watching this and I was like, The Replacements is basically an unlicensed remake of the longest yard. Mm. Except instead of a prison, it's a strike season. Yeah. You have a disgraced uh, former f- football uh, quarterback. That shaved points too, right? I don't know if he if he shaved points. He threw a game, I want to say. Wasn't it, it? I know he was footsteps Falco, so he, he definitely choked in, in in a sugar bowl or something like that. But I don't know if it was officially disgraced. I think he just he just choked. Uh, but if not, even more so. I'll, I'll take even more credit to my my theory here. Uh, the you ha- they have to go and and do the whole recruiting of all of these weird talented guys mm-hmm. sumo wrestler who loves eggs to uh, uh door or uh, bodyguards yeah you get all that which is the same thing now that that's become a you know sports movie trope yeah you know? i don't know where if, if the longest yard was the original of those but and then in the end you have the football game where they had i mean like the, the they literally do the thing where they try to intimidate the the pros by just beating the crap out of them and everybody right. gets a million penalties which right. also happens like the first time that the the con snapped the ball uh and then you end up with the 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 um the pros and the replacements which would be the guards and they're like they they like hey you guys showed us on the field that like you're worth our respect there was mm-hmm. a begrudging respect i think between some of those guys and it's like yeah the replacements is just the longest yard I was like legitimately shocked yeah. by that. Yeah, putting Good that. Point. Uh, which one would you pick though? If you had to pick one, I mean the replacements. The replacements. I, like I the enjoy replacements that. So yeah, the cast is really good in that one. Yeah. It's hard to knock that. Oh, and you know what? You were talking about how in the replacements that they only have one criminal on the team, which is um, Oral Wilkinson's uh. or Ray Smith, if anybody asks, who was you know the the former Minnesota cornerback. All that. Uh, he was played by Michael Jace. Which, if you don't know who that is, he was one of the police officers on The Shield. Oh. He was the gay one. Oh. And this also kind of shocked me even more. Uh, shot and killed his wife in 2014. Whoa, buddy. Convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to 40 years uh, to life in prison. Well, if they put a football team together. <laughs> he is I an was, actor. I was stunned that he played that guy because that's one of my favorite guys. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go ball out. Nobody knows who I am. Mm. But also just, yeah, now he played, a, played a, a, a a criminal and now he's in jail. Jeez. That's whew. Wow. All right. Uh, Noah Sawyer, what are, your, what are y'all's Nick picks? Uh, although it was one of my favorite scenes of it, it's just kind of how, I mean, it's kind of the comedy side of the movie, I guess, just how ridiculous it was that Paul Crew was just chucking two passes at that homie's nuts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And they just piled on top of them and they're like, that's a 15-yard penalty. That's all right. You, know, you guys yeah. are good to keep playing. But besides that, I mean, honestly, for this... For it being in 1974, I thought it was pretty well done. Nitpick-wise, probably that. Eh, I'd have to kind of like think about a couple more, but that was the one thing I'm like, all right, this is kind of ridiculous. You mm. can just do this twice and not get like ejected or something. But um, yeah, I don't know. For the game's sake, I don't really have that many nitpicks for it, honestly. 74 ball was a little different. What do you got, Sawyer? Uh, the one, I had one about the game and one just in the movie that I thought they did a little better in the Sandler one Mm -hmm. is, uh, when he has to sleep with the warden's secretary. (laughs) It's just a hot chick in this one. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, and 
And it's kind of like, uh, in the first one, it's funny because, like, he's having to do, or the remake, he's having to do it to get film on the guard. Yeah. And so, I think that's just a little better done in the later one, because it's like Cloris Leachman, I think, in the remake, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then my nitpick on the game is when his jersey gets absolutely destroyed and they just oh, keep well, letting gotta, him play. Yeah, it's Burt Reynolds, man. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta what are we show showing off? off? Shoulder pads? I mean, as someone that had to... It's a part of his abs. As someone who lost points in fantasy football this year on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire missing carries because he tore his pants, <laughs> um, that just I think it was just PTSD at that point. Okay, I yeah. am captain, president, and uh, first team secretary of the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fan club because I drafted in my dynasty league and I continue to hang on to him. Eventually, mm-hmm. somebody's going to give him a, a chance to run the ball. Uh, that's on you, man. If you're depending on Clyde Edwards Hilaire for points, that's hey, on you, Hey, it's because dude. Pacheco that's was hurt you. and they were playing the Bill, or I don't think it was the Bills game. I'm trying to think which game it was, but Pacheco was hurt, so I had to start Clyde. Mm, I don't, I don't, and uh, it's just like torn pants. This is really why we're not going to play <laughs> you right now. Torn <laughs> pants. pants. And uh, so uh, when I saw the torn jersey, I was just like... They're not going to let him play. He's got to go get another jersey. I mean, right. that's, just, that's just making it Hollywood. No, that's used to do that back in the day. Who cares? I mean, Earl Campbell, the tearaway jersey. Mm. Nobody knows that. Uh, do you have any other nitpicks? Are those, those two? No, that's a good uh, one. Okay. With the secretary, though, because he was he was spitting game in the beginning when he like, got there with the yeah, chick. Yeah, the, talking about her. Like, uh, like, standing also, up. <laughs> she's like, I'm also uh, far away from Tallahassee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, go, get it. Tallahassee. Uh, here's, here's my one nitpick is... Did the guards win their the championship? Because the whole movie, oh yeah, when they play, it's a tune-up game. Oh, oh like, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because it was a know, preseason several game. Several star players of their team are severely what injured. Has it right? Yeah, what <laughs> is never playing again? Uh, yeah, the other guy no has, a, has has uh, bruised testicles. That's yeah, going to be out for this sure. a couple of weeks. But I'm sure. just like, what, what did the, the guards win the championship? And it, also, if you if you care that much about winning this this semi-pro. That was a hilarious thing. The respect for semi-pro. I was like, nobody cares about yeah, semi-pro. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're about to in a month and a half. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. All right, go Brahmas. Uh, it's just like, like what, if you really want to win that bad, put the former NFL quarterback in it. Like, put prisoners on the team. Ain't no rule says the, the prisoner can't play. Uh-huh, exactly. I was just like that. And then I was like, what What happens? Like, do, do they? Because, yeah. like, if the guard, if this, are the guards now going to go off? And, like, if they win the championship. Yeah, how do you... I mean, also, how do you uh, how do you do your job after the fact of you just got worked by all these inmates and now you just see them like I I, I got to imagine it's hell for the inmates after even though they're supposed to like get lesser restrictions or something for like yeah. participating on that and they yeah. they lived better during the time that they were doing practice and all that. Well, I, li- I like to believe in happy endings, so I feel like everybody got along and no, mm. there's no actual. Oh, that was one of the fun facts. I went and looked up on a bunch of trivia. Is that like the shooting of this movie? Because it was actually at uh, a Georgia State prison. Yeah, and um, apparently during filming they had to stop it a, a bunch of times because there were like actual prison riots. Oh man, <laughs> stuff like this is an active prison that they're working in. This is not authentic uh, set or anything. Hey, so I thought that was hilarious. Authenticity. Uh, Burt Reynolds also apparently liked talking to the prisoners a lot. Checks and out. Was, and yeah, so he seems like a good dude. Um, outside of you know when he's slapping women around, yeah, don't do that character. Word. Why even bring it up, Nick? Don't don't gloss over that. Stick to football. <laughs> Hot out the gates with that one. <laughs> that too. was wild. I was like, all right, well, this movie's from the, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought still my favorite line. Not even a, not even telling her she's hysterical. Just like yeah. Uh, anyway, but my, again, he's he's not in a good place. He's not a good guy. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to. He's a has been crazy. Yeah. Really. yeah. So I guess uh, well, no, I don't know. Don't don't explore that. Stick to that. Uh, the other fun fact, though, sorry, I, we both had this one. Uh huh. This is hilarious about what happened after, because like again, they actually had a prisoner. They actually had all the equipment. 
uh, is afterwards the guards and the the uh, State, prisoners. Yeah, I have it here. It's a uh, uh, after the cast and crew of the Longest Yard departed from Georgia State State Prison, the inmates played Georgia State Troopers using the equipment left behind by the film crew. The game quickly got out of hand with the inmates pummeling the out of shape troopers for their alleged arrogance. The game was called at half with the inmates ahead 66 to 0. Oh. <laughs> it was the end of prison football in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Wow. So, yeah, that's. I feel like that's how we all would expect that to go in real life. Of just you know, 66 to that movie, though, gave me, speaking of the equipment, PTSD of, like, the sweaty chin straps. Like, uh, like middle school football. Uh, Did you guys have yeah, those as well? Yeah, they were they're they're all, they're yeah. Just acne from oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah the, dude, hit, those, the hit pads yep. that just dug into those, you. Those damn yeah, yeah, chin yeah. straps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything was attached via a belt. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just tuck in your pads. strings everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're even lucky if this stuff fit there, so... Uh, yeah, so Longest Yard was good. I liked First it. Good. Good yeah. uh, movie Monday. If you guys have suggestions for what we should watch next, uh, feel free, 834-1027. Um, we'll, we'll also figure it out. Maybe who wins our Wednesday draft tomorrow. Ooh, that's not bad. I'll be yeah. down for yeah. a 7.5 out of 10. That's a pretty good score for oh, me. On so that. Oh, okay. Okay. Noah's rating. That. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Noah's IMDb that's rating. That's right, exactly. All right. Four, four higher than IMDb. Give it a little love. Yeah. Um, all right, and when we come back, we'll get to some Do You Care? We'll talk about said college football playoff formats. It's official, 7-5 format, and like I said, some Justin Fields news. Uh, we haven't, it, it, there's still meat on that, but Justin Fields' bone, and we will chew on it when we return. Three guys on sports. Three guys on sports, rounding out hour one of this Tuesday broadcast with you. Talking the longest yard. Uh, let's see here. Southside Paul chimes in on our new plan to do Movie Monday on a Tuesday. Uh, Escape to Victory is a good sports movie. Mm. I'm not familiar with that one. Before I Google it, I'm going to... Oh, it's... Uh, oh, you know what? This is basically uh, the long shorts. It's about the German POW uh, camp who played soccer against the, the Nazis, I suppose. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I think a lot of people have accused the longest yard of basically ripping off this this story. Mm, okay. Um, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. Um... Daryl the Trash Barrel says, "Did y'all mention which version of you prefer the two, or which one of you prefer the two longest yards? Like, I mean, it's it's the original. <sighs> I cannot encourage the the remake. It's soulless. Really? I mean, there's like a couple of handful yeah. of things. But I like it's the, just, I like that. I know more of the actors in the newer ones. Right. Seeing like mm-hmm. Goldberg, seeing Terry yeah, Crews, early Terry Crews, Michael Irvin out there dusting so, it off. The the acting." The actors are what you like of the remake. I, uh, I just, just think it's because it's what I same. saw first and is on TV right. is like beating yeah. over my head. No, look, fair enough. If you want to watch a new McCurry movie like that, I don't know. That was just a, like I said, I, I, I would like to see somebody do a, a legit, not dramatic comedic, one, a dramatic reenact, uh, remake of The Long Short. I think that that could be, I mean, especially with just everything with um, politics and, and. Yeah. Race relations and how we look at prisoners now. Like I think that's there's there's lots of stuff there that you could dive into. Um, somehow I'm picturing Jake Gyllenhaal, but maybe that's just because of the the Roadhouse remake here. Uh, just coming uh, out of South by right? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I got my wrist, my, my badges. So you got your badges? Oh, I got a badge. I, no, you got you know, no. I got badges. No. Don't you get to judge that. barbecue, bud. <laughs> yeah, come out. So I had a friend out of the radio this week and said the corn dogs are good. Oh yeah. Word on the street. Okay, good. Good to know. Any particular reason why the like they're doing things? Like, like, is it like a brisket dog? Like I'm, I'm no, gonna take I, a full I, 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 I
corn dog. Okay. I like corn dogs. Hey, man. Hey, man. You know I love a good corn dog. Um, all right, let's get into some do you care if you guys are ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what, Noah, why don't you lead us off? Oh, actually, uh, you know what? Sorry, I p- apologize. My apologies. False start, penalty on me. Uh, let's go to the phone line real quick because we did have somebody call in, and I want to always respect the phone lines. So, hello, caller. What's going on? Northside Dave. Northside Dave. I should feel my presence. I, my I voice felt it. I felt phone. it. Again, I was discombobulated because I forgot. Okay, that, okay. What's, up, what's up, Dave? Hey, um, you know, as a kid, you know, I was, well, I remember because I was always so into football as a child, you know, and, I, and watching the longest yard would made me upset, hmm. believe it or not, as a young kid, uh, was I 13 years old when it came out in 74, mm-hmm. that, you know, I was a big fan of Green Acres. And Eddie Albert, of course, played the, you know, Oliver. Yeah, badass in Longest Yard movie quite a little bit, you know, because he didn't think of him that way. But he did. A, he did. He played a good warden being a badass. So uh, on that, uh, and I thought it was a better. He did a better job than the guy who played the warden in the remake. So, oh anyway, yeah, that's my mm, Fair. Okay, anyway, so so the, the warden from the original was on Green Acres, and he was not the what you call him sadistic. What? Yeah, the sadistic okay. badass. That he uh, portrays in uh, the Longest Yard. There, I'll give it that. I do like the Warden more in the uh, original. Thought he played a better job. You won those twenty-one points. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-one <laughs> points spread. That's a lot of points. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to think of who was. Oh, it was uh, that old guy. Yeah, he looked in, like in, Jerry Jones almost in the new one. Now, why do I not know that guy's name? Okay, now I've gone down a way warm. All right, thanks, Dave. Appreciate that. You, you, uh, your Green Acres reference there. Uh, okay, now let's do some Do You Care. And now, Noah. Uh, some contract news. We'll touch a little bit in the next segment on Horns on High Noon. but uh, Horns at High Noon, excuse me. But just wanted to go down the list now. You know, college football landscape has changed in that news with Steve Sarkeesian's contract. Uh, has put him at the third highest paid coach in college football. Uh, going into next season, getting $10.3 million. There's two ahead of him. Do you fellas know? or care about the two ahead of him, and then I can read off some of the rest of this list. But uh, Steve Sarskeesian, I will say, is the third highest paid right now coach in college football. Well, I would have said Jim Harbaugh, but he is no longer Jimmy Harbaugh's in, in, in not college. there. And I don't believe he was after they restructured his contract. Well, I, would, I just would have said that right. like, he, after would, this, he would have yeah. after winning the national sure. championship. Sure. He would have been. What they talking about? They, they were talking about giving him the Saban deal. They were getting just the right highest pretty paid much, coach. Exactly. Blame I mean, check, which don't blame him for. But uh, I want to say... What did Kalen DeBoer get from Alabama? Surely he's not. getting ten million on the nose. Okay. So no, he is not ahead of him. Anybody? <sighs> Dabo? Dabo Sweeney. Dabo is 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 eleven point five million at first. Okay. And then there's one other coach. You guys are probably gonna Ryan Day. Ryan Day is right there. He's at ten point two million, not ten point three. No, he's this guy has won a couple of championships. Won a couple championships. Couple championships. College I I can't think of it. Is uh, is is he? Let me go back. Uh, to he's uh, Kirby Smart. Kirby oh, Smart. Okay. Kirby Smart. Stupid. Okay. Ten point yeah, seven yeah. million. Yeah. I'm feeling very dumb. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the list goes: Ryan Day, Kellen DeBoer, uh, Lincoln Riley, and Mike Norvell, all getting ten million. Brian Kelly, nine point nine. Lane Kiffin, your guy, Nick Eli Drinkowitz at nine million on the nose. Overpaid. Josh Heupel, and then Mark Stoops, all the way down at nine million. So those are your ten highest paid coaches. A lot of SEC coaches, as you can see. Ooh, um, there. What is uh, Jimbo Fisher making this year from Texas A&M? Uh, a lot of money. 
I know that. He, he he's not on this list, but uh, I know he's making That'd a lot be of cash. hilarious yes. if he was like top 10. Just throw him on there. He's like even. fifth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that is the highest paid. We'll get into that a little bit more at Horns Eye High Noon, but wanted to touch on now the updated highest paid coaches. Yours, uh, head coach Steve Sarkeesian, now sitting at three. So Dabo, then Kirby or Kirby? Dabo, Kirby, Steve, Ryan Day, DeBoer, Lincoln Riley, and I Mike mean, Norvell all So Steve Sarkeesian uh, is the highest paid of all college football coaches who have not won a has not won a championship. That kind of checks out to me. And, yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, there's only two guys on this list that have won championships. So they've won a couple. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm just I'm just saying like like yeah, that right. that's about where I right. put Steve. Is like I, I think that he. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, he he is one of the top coaches. Worth the cash for sure. Absolutely. But I'd rather pay him that point one million more, hundred thousand more than Ryan Day. I can tell you that. I think there's more promise there. Mm. Yeah, and it's interesting with with Sark because, like, again, we've, we've talked about how good the Longhorns program is going into next season. I think we're one of the top programs, is just all things considered. Yeah, uh, we're about to get a new practice bubble. Yes, I know when that's supposed to be completed. So, like, facilities, coach, program, boosters, NIL, just sheer money. Playing the SEC, like like that's good, um, and I also think that you know there, there's by the end of this thing, Sark should be the highest paid coach. I think, just as far as what he's about to do, uh, he's winning championship first. He does, he does. And it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's gonna be tough sure. in the SEC no going against Jimbo. Now we'll see how long this whole college football playoff thing lasts before they go into this weird. Uh, the, the, they, they form a super league. You mean a Kirby? So you mean not Jimbo? That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Get him at home. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Both got kind of ridiculous first names. So I get confused a little bit. Dabo, Jimbo, Kirby. Um, but like one of the things I've been, I've, been, I've been struck by listening to a bunch of people talk about the Longhorns is like even though Arch Manning is not going to be until next year, probably, most likely. He will be. starting quarterback. Year, yeah. Like we are about to be like that. that's going to cement Sark as the QB guru. And so he, you're already seeing the effect with like players wanting to come play Texas. Like I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a thing like, hey, if you have, if you want to be developed properly as a quarterback, yeah. you come to the you come to the forty acres. Sark will get you going. He'll get you NFL ready. He'll get you pro ready. Right. And so like like we're just seeing the start of that. Just the beginning. What what it, what he's going to be worth to this program with that reputation? Yeah. Outside of just the actual winning. And again, you know, you can sit there and still quibble at some of his in game decisions and things and all that. And that's just that's just what we're gonna that. That's our coach, man. Is that we're not going to have the guy that's making the best decisions out on the field, but you know, as a, in totality, I think. But he, he could be later on. Who's to say he won't? I mean, he's only been coaching for how long? Fair enough. The other side of the coin here, Fair right? Enough. Yeah. I mean, only had so many years coaching compared to the two guys ahead of him getting paid. Definitely has coached less football games in college football than they have. So. Yeah. All right. Any other? Uh, do you? Oh, here. Let's do uh, Sawyer. You can do a Do you care? Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday, the great American race, William Byron wins the Daytona 500, snapping the nine-year drought of Hendricks Motorsports ah. on their uh, 40th anniversary. Uh, Hendricks Motorsports, definitely one of the biggest uh, race teams in NASCAR. Uh, Byron won in dramatic fashion as, uh, unfortunately, the uh, number one Bush Light car was this close, fellas. This close to not wrecking on the second to last lap. <laughs> and uh, in a race that started with 40 drivers, only 22 finished. Uh, Byron being first uh, happened right as they crossed starting the uh, final lap. So they called the a race so that way. Mm-hmm. Bit of an anticlimactic way to end a race. I was going to ask you about that as a big racing guy. You, you went and got a keg? No, we were. We uh, we just ended up drinking in a backyard all day when they called it on Sunday. Aww. Daytona got postponed on account of a little rain. Mm. Uh, yeah, there was a marathon in Austin, and I don't know if people knew there was a real race happening in Florida. But uh, 
Yeah, I was very disappointed. I, I, two for three on the weekend, though. Two but, for three on uh, out of the sporting events on the weekend. Not half bad. Yeah. And then we just pushed till Monday. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, as, as a NASCAR fan, though, you don't mind the fact that this is under a caution flag and there's a big race. Yeah, I'd rather do that than the overtime. The overtime is kind of interesting the way they do it. They just add five more laps. But uh, I was just bummed that the Bush Light, I mean, Bush Light was leading with like 15 laps to go. <laughs> and it was so impressive. I was just like, look at look at my little car out there ahead of the pack, uh, doing it for the brand. And then uh, we had one really bad wreck with uh, eight laps to go. They restart, and on the restart, the Bush Light kind of loses the lead, gets clipped, takes everybody out right at the very end. But I was like, technically, they cl- they crossed the finish line, so give it to them. So, I'm just happy a Chevy won. I'll tell you, financially <laughs> speaking, stoked on that. Do you have some action on Oh, on of brand? course, dude. Just because I can't bet on football doesn't mean I'm not going to bet on the race cars. There we go. What did what did you what did, what did, what's in your pocket right None now? None of y'all's business. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. There's a reason that I'm betting on NASCAR and not just doing painting drywall today in radio. <laughs> that uh that, that that fits to me is that you you can bet on like that there that would be a big thing that people NASCAR fans want to bet on is is which which brand and all it's so hard to pick the outright winner. It's a yeah. real lottery ticket. The odds are absolutely astronomical and that's why I do like that you can only bet which manufacturer will win the race, uh, Chevy, Toyota, or Ford. And I did get Chevy at plus 200, worst odds. So nice. I was feeling really good finishing the first stage. Uh, one, one through nine with Chevys in the first uh, first stage. Second stage, I believe, was won by a Ford. They said uh, Ford was definitely going to win this. And it's so interesting, like, watching the way they pit and they choose and, like, all the cars run together as a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And uh, how they overtake. I mean, it really, NASCAR does come down to those last five laps of each of the stages. And it's yeah. so exciting to watch. Uh, so the guy who won it, William Byron? William Byron finished third in the standings last Doesn't year. Doesn't sound like a NASCAR number 24. driver. Yeah, he's driving the old 24, though. So. Like William Byron. Like he sounds like a, a, a British aristocracy. William Byron. William Byron. Yeah, yeah I think like, you need to go with the alliteration Bill Byron. Billy, Billy, Billy Bob Byron, Byron, that Byron. guy's a NASCAR yep, champion. William Byron, no, get no. out of get out of here. Worse than Jeff Gordon, I don't like him. But uh, <laughs> Billy Bi- Billy Byron, oh yeah, that's a, oh yeah, that's a guy. That's I can get behind guy. the Byron. Uh, all right, and here, uh, I'm not going to call this breaking news, but the college football playoff uh, has announced that they will do. We're going to 12 teams next season. They're going to do a five-seven format versus a rather than a six-six. That means the five. Highest-ranked conference champions, and then the next seven highest-ranked teams will be who makes it next year. Uh, do you guys care? That makes sense. I thought it was in terms of them playing the games. I was like, five teams get a bind. The math doesn't work. No, but, no, no. Uh, it's just who gets in, who gets the automatic bids. Now, this is all because the Pac-12 has got two teams, Oregon State and Washington. Uh, but does this mean that, like, if the fifth conference, because SEC, ACC, Big Ten... Big 12, Pac-12. Like, if you, if a MAC team is ranked higher than either Oregon State or Washington State, they get in. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the chaos of that. But ultimately, I, who cares? All we care about is it's still going to be the top four teams. All right, fair enough. All right, when we come back, we will do Horns at High Noon. It was opening weekend for the baseball team. Ooh. Sawyer was there doing some live on-the-ground reporting. Also, some some basketball happened as well. We'll check in what else Noah has in his lineup for Horns at High Noon. When we return, three guys on sports. Stay with us.